Hello. The book of James, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Believers in humble circumstance ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, for they will pass away like the wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its beauty fall, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will pass away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because, having stood the test, they will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. My brothers and sisters, do not be deceived. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. The word of God. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. The word of God. And uh, today, as we launch into our series in the book of James, um, what you just heard was a real encouragement to me. Because uh, I know this book is going to be, as advertised, a bit of a punch in the gut to all of us as we go along and study these challenging teachings. But Mariah, uh, about 10 days ago, announced to her small group that she was memorizing the entire book of James. And she was going to recite it to her small group, which took place a few days ago. And that was a, a sign to me that the Lord was speaking to me about doing James. He was also speaking to the one who would recite the scripture from memory today. So thank you for obeying Mariah and thank you for uh, kicking us off with that. We're calling this series Walk the Talk with Jesus because what James goes after more than anything is those who listen to the word but don't do it. Those who are representing the king but are not walking with the king. And so uh, we're going to pick up that, that heartbeat of James and we're going to look at how does God want us to walk the talk uh, with, uh, with Jesus. James is a perfect candidate to write this letter because James was, on the one hand, 
the younger brother of Jesus. Could you imagine growing up in Jesus' house as a, as a younger sibling, right? Jesus was born perfect from above by the Holy Spirit through his mother Mary, and then along came James, who was born from the father Joseph and Mary. Uh, and I just can't imagine <laughs> what it would be like at the dinner table as everybody gets scolded for their sin except Jesus, who never sinned. And so uh, he knew, though, uh, this Jesus grew up with him. And we read in John chapter 7 that he didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, nor did any of his other brothers. So James knows what it's like to be in unbelief, to be stuck with his sin and stuck with all the, all the realities of being disconnected from God. And then one year later from that Passover in chapter 7 to the Passover where Jesus dies, James becomes a believer and he's in the upper room. He receives the flames of fire and the Holy Spirit when it comes and he grows to become a leader in the church in Jerusalem. So he knows the depths of despair and he knows the the heights of when God is moving. And so he is a great one to listen to. And as we think about James, there's another aspect about him. He is a consummate pastor. And like Ezekiel, who is told by God, look, if I tell you to warn the people, you warn them, and then it's on them. But if I tell you to warn the people and you don't, it's on you. And James was very much in that, in that thread of being a spokesperson for God and giving the entire truth, the entire revelation of God's word. So we're going to study James. He was uh, known as Old Camel Knees because of the way that he was constantly in prayer. So I'm hoping in this series, as we go through this book, that first of all, we would embody this radical wisdom that Jesus gave James by observation and by demonstration. Secondly, that we would uh, obey these really strong pastoral, heartfelt pastoral commandments. There's more commandments in the book of James it's as a percentage than there is in any book in the New Testament. He's passionate about what he's saying. And he's telling us, even in the second verse, he's commanding us to be joyful. So he's got a lot to say that as we do that, we become more mature. And as we become more mature individually, we also become more mature as a community. And how good that will be as we reach out outside of the four walls of this place to our communities, that we would be even more mature and even more effective as we reach out to our communities. So tools for our journey here... uh, First of all, we've got these study and application guides that you received when you came in. So each message and sort of the key scripture from each message uh, is in there. So you can take notes as we go through this, uh, things that God is speaking to you, things that he wants you to be uh, thinking about or doing. Uh, Also, as we uh, will finish, there's 10 messages, so we'll finish... Uh, on Thanksgiving Sunday. And then if you open it up, you've got the uh, poster of the video we just showed you so you can track through kind of 
where we are and what some of the key themes are of the letter. We also will encourage you to join in a small group. If you're not part of a small group now, then we'll be forming some new small groups. There'll be more news on that next Sunday. And that gives you an opportunity to test it out between now and Thanksgiving. Uh, But those of us who are in a small group love the community and the accountability that that gives us and also the support of our brothers and sisters in Christ. So uh, that's an ideal time to try it out. And if you are interested in that, you can just email Jamie at Marymount Church and he will connect you uh, into a small group that meets on a night that works for you. So, Father, as we uh, dive into James chapter 1, verses 1 to 18 now this morning, we ask that you would speak to us and touch us in uh, exactly the way that we need to be touched and transformed. We ask, God, that you would uh, prepare our hearts also for communion. In Jesus' name, amen. So the one key thought of James chapter 1, verses 1 to 18, is that it contains the mature disciple's secret of how to find joy in every trial. And that is what this first bit is all about. Uh, is, uh, one of the books that had a profound effect on me was uh, in um, reading was a few, about 25 years ago called The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And he starts that book and he says, Life is Difficult. And uh, we always want our life to be happily ever after, but it is actually difficult. And just the con- this congregation, just this congregation and the people we know in the last year, these are some of the trials that we have experienced. A painful kidney stone, breast cancer, a 52-hour labor that ended in a cesarean section, losing sight in one eye, dramatic hearing loss in one ear, Custody battles, strokes, open heart surgery, rebellious children, a house purchase falling through, incarcerated children, death of a loved one, death of a child that was never able to leave the hospital, loss of jobs, estrangement from family and community. And that's not all of them, but that's a sampling. And so when James says, consider it pure joy, when you face trials of many kinds, he's telling us it's not if you're going to face trials, it's when you're going to face trials. And it's not one trial, it's trial of many kinds. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. So I want us to look at, uh, unpack this text, and James gives us exactly the recipe. Uh, follow me through this, but it starts with, uh, if we can, next, uh, next one. The trials, the one that has trials at the top. No. Back up. That one there, yep. And he's basically saying, here is how it it works. Trials test our faith. God is in the business of testing us over and over again. Why? To make us stronger. To refine the dross off of our characters. And that testing of our faith leads according to James and several other Bible writers, to perseverance. Perseverance, the word there is hupomeno. It literally means remain under. You're, you're in a trial, and he's saying remain under it and walk through it with Jesus. Don't medicate it. Don't try to escape from it. Don't try to uh, 
lie your way out of it or steal your way out of it, but stay in it. Remain under. Hupomeno. Remain under. And when you do that, this is what happens. Your character is matured. You become more complete, more perfect. The word there is teleos. Teleos is what Jesus said in John chapter 19 on the cross when he said, it is finished. It means mission accomplished. It means uh, everything is the way it should be. It means perfection. It means completion. It means finishing. So God is in the business of finishing us and rounding us out by these trials. And that leads to blessing, which is a crown, which is eternal life. And that leads to joy. And so James is able to command joy in trials because he knows that if you follow the recipe that he followed, that Jesus followed, that John and Pam Probst are following right now with all the difficulties they're running into and the trials that I know you are walking through, if you keep walking through these, you will have your test, your faith will be tested and it will be found true. Your uh, perseverance, your ability to remain under the difficulty will grow. Your character will be transformed and you will be made into a blessing and that will lead to joy. And he covers all kinds of tips for joy in trials. Uh, But this verse here, chapter 1, verse 12, is the key one. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. In eternity, we will be casting crowns uh, on the throne of the Lord. And those crowns come from him, the one who was crowned king of the universe after the work he did on the cross. And whether you are lacking wisdom in the middle of a trial and you're wondering, why is this happening to me? Ask God. Whether you are in poverty or wealth, we, we, he's speaking to both Christians. Some are poor and some are, are wealthy. He's saying, look, in poverty or wealth, just think about eternity. Just think about eternity because the poverty situation isn't going to last forever and neither is the wealth. It's going to disappear. But if both can walk in eternity in mind, then like the woman who gave two copper coins and all she had, there's dignity in the believing and in the faith. And like that wealthy man who gives everything he has for the kingdom, there's dignity in believing that that's eternity that we keep in mind. And when we're in being tempted, that's not God. That's our flesh or the enemy. And here's what we have to remember. It leads to death. It leads to death. And what leads to life is persevering under the trial. And finally, don't be deceived. Look to the Father, the Father of lights. And so we're going to have our communion meditation this morning on that very last verse. That very last verse, uh, verse 18, we see that we are given the gift of birth, the gift of new life, the gift of being born from above, the gift of eternal life. At first service this morning... One of our young freshmen was baptized, Will. He came up, and the reason he's being baptized is he's receiving Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and he's 
deciding to obey Jesus for the rest of his life because he's walking in that obedience, in that faith. This is the gift of birth that we get through the word of truth, which is the gospel, that Jesus came and even though he was perfect and even though he never sinned, he stood up under the trial. He went through all of it, the derision, the torture, the crucifixion. He went through it for us, for us, even though he didn't deserve a bit of it so that instead of us getting that treatment, we would get eternal life. And so that's what communion celebrates. It celebrates that for the joy set before him, he gave his body and his blood for you and I and the forgiveness of our sin, but also the ability to stand up under trials and the ability to be, have our faith tested and to persevere and to become mature in Christ. The writer of Hebrews says it this way, and worship team, you guys can come up. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. There's the, there's the word, hupomeno, perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. There's the perfect word, teleos, that Jesus is the teleos of our faith for the joy set before him. That's why he did it. He did it for joy. The joy that he would experience when he redeemed all his children, the joy set before him, he endured the cross. There's that persevere word, right? Stand up underneath, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured. There's that hupomeno word a third time. Three times Jesus remains under such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So your trials will come, brothers and sisters. But remember, the purpose of those is to test your faith. And then the invitation is to persevere, to remain under, to not medicate or escape, but to remain under and walk through it with Jesus so that your character becomes mature. And as your character is mature, you will receive that blessing, the crown of eternal life, and then you will have joy. And that's how you experience joy in every trial. You remember this divine daisy chain. Trial, testing, perseverance, maturity, blessing, and joy. So Father, as we come to communion now, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that though our sin condemned us before a holy creator, though we were facing a a payment of eternal punishment for our rebellion, that you made a way, that you gave us the good news, that you, the Holy One, provided an escape for us. Jesus, you yourself, at great cost, broke through the devil's kingdom of death to lead us out into the kingdom of of eternal life. So now, Lord, we come to take hold of you, to trust you, to confess our sin, to receive from you in the body and blood that you shed for us a reminder of the full payment that has been made for our sin, that we can join the great exodus 
out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So Lord, I ask you to move today in the congregation. Lord, for those who have never received Christ, I ask now that you would lead them to walk today to receive you as Lord and Savior. I invite them to pray with one of our prayer teams and receive communion and eternal life. And for those of us who are walking in trial now, who need prayer, come to the prayer teams. Come to the fountain. Ask the Father of the heavenly lights. Ask for wisdom. Ask for healing. All these things are available because the kingdom has come. And Lord, may we walk in obedience with you. May we walk the talk as we learn to walk in the wisdom of the book of James together over these next several weeks that you would be exalted, exalted as we worship you now, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The communion table is open. Prayer teams, if you can come up and communion servers.